Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash, the safe place to cleanse your mind, body, and soul of all that trash you consume this week so you can consume some more tomorrow. I'm your host, Josie Van Dyke, and I am sitting next to the triplet mama, a beautiful queen, Haley Hess, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Weekly Trash. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for dealing with the chaos that has been going on while you got here. (laughs) You are totally fine. I I get it. I know. More than anyone. I know you get it. Thank goodness. I, for those who are listening and no idea what I'm talking about, today my daughter decided to throw up literally two hours ago out of nowhere. So Carly, my film girl who usually sits in this room with us is upstairs babysitting. And that's totally fine. And it we love her for that. But I was like, thank goodness Haley has triplets and she gets the chaos of kids because if anyone knows chaos, it's a triplet mama. Yes. I her chaos all day long. I bet. And we need to talk all about it. But before we talk about you being a triplet mom, I want to know all about Haley Hess. Okay. So we have to do a dumpster deep dive. A dumpster deep dive. I mouth tongue twister. <laughs> Haley, where are you from? Today's dumpster deep dive is brought to you by Hello Seconds. Hello Seconds is a high-end thrift store located in Linden, Utah, that offers a unique shopping experience for everyone. With a wide range of clothes, home decor, and accessories, Hello Seconds is the perfect place to find hidden gems at affordable prices. You can find brands like Free People, Lululemon, Nike, Anthropology, Zara, and etc. There are so many amazing brands that you can shop from. At Hello Seconds, the focus is on embracing personal style without breaking the bank. Bougie on a budget. The store believes that fashion shouldn't have a high price tag, and they strive to provide customers with fashionable options at affordable prices. With a constantly changing inventory, there's always something new to discover at Hello Seconds. And not only that, but one of the standout features of Hello Seconds is the affordable booth rental option where you can make 70% of your sales. Yeah, just selling clothes that you no longer wear that is another person's treasure. Sellers can rent a booth for $20 a week and receive assistance from staff in promoting and selling their items daily. But if you mention Weekly Trash, you will get that rental for free. So join the community of fashion board individuals who appreciate the thrill of finding amazing deals at Hello Seconds. Whether you're looking to update your wardrobe or decorate your home or make some cash, Hello Seconds is the place to go. So I am from Alpine. Okay, so Utah. just down the road. Yep, just down the road. And I grew up there and I basically lived there my whole life until I got married. Okay, and how many siblings do you have? I have two younger sisters. Two younger sisters. So uh-huh. you're the oldest. So I'm the oldest and both of them are actually married now and my one daughter or my one sister has a baby. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And you almost said daughter because you <laughs> yeah. told me that you kind of helped raise your siblings. Yeah, so when I was younger, my parents had a rough relationship and it was really hard on me and um I mean they're divorced now but my mom stuck around for a long time when we just like I had really felt like she just needed to divorce him just end it It was really hard and um, how old were you when you started to notice that their relationship wasn't normal young like I would say even eight really like to ten yeah And so my mom was in a really emotionally like vulnerable state. Like, um, and honestly, like I love my parents, like I love them, but like, I've never been close to my dad. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I helped with my sisters a lot because my mom worked. And so I was like, not like the primary caregiver. We obviously like being a 10, 11, 12 year old, like you can't full time take care of like two little girls. So 
Um, but my grandparents helped out a lot and like, yeah, I did help a lot with my siblings. So, cause if you don't mind sharing, mm-hmm. I had kind of asked you, cause when I did a question box asking what people wanted to hear from you, someone had mentioned your dad, like how's your relationship with your dad? And I didn't know anything about that. And so you sent me a voice memo that yeah. literally had me crying <laughs> because I had no idea. And I think that's something that just goes with social media. You really have no idea what people go through or have been through or are currently going through. Yeah. But you have kind of a crazy story about, you know, your dad going from normal base, a normal dad to then finding himself into drugs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he I don't know exactly when because I again, I was so young. Yeah. So I don't really know exactly when he got into the drugs, um, but he was working with doctors and stuff like doing like medical sales gotcha. things. So he was in that world. Yeah. And eventually like yeah prescription medications and things like that which was really hard growing up um and especially at such a young age to seeing my mom go through that was really hard and it really made me think about my life and like what I wanted in a spouse and like my life going forward I was like I'm never going to live like this yeah and just you know like made those steps along the way like as my life went on I was like I'm never gonna do this I'm never gonna do this I'm gonna um, set up a plan for myself. Were your siblings aware of the situation? Yes and no. They were very little. So we're each gaps? three years apart. Okay. So you and your younger sister are yeah. six years. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it was crazy and um, really emotional. And like, I just have never felt close to my dad. And yeah. again, like you said, like no one really sees all that side on social media. Like no one knows no. what you go through. No. And so you in high school, middle school, you were going through all of that. And did your close friends know? Did anybody kind of know the situation at home? Yeah. So grandparents, obviously, family. Um, I was really close with some of like the people in my ward and like neighbors and friends. And I think they could kind of see from the outside in that there was like a lot of issues at home. Um, but yeah, he. I mean, it's better. Like it got better over time. And as I went into high school, like it slowly got better, which is good. But yeah, when I was younger, like I had some pretty crazy experiences with my dad um thank you sorry um and I mean this is a lot of information yeah but like I called the cops on him once and like I would hide the keys for him when he was drunk and I saw things happen to my mom that I can't unsee and so yeah that all right. No, that's <laughs> going through that as a kid was rough. Yeah, and I'm sure you felt this need to put on like a brave face for your sisters. Yes, for sure. And that I mean, you've kind of been a motherly figure then since you were so young. Yeah, and I think that my mom too, like I didn't realize until I got older um how emotionally vulnerable she was. And like, I can't imagine going through what she went through as a mom of three girls trying to provide and take care of your husband who's going through all of this stuff. Yeah. And like, I, as I've gotten older, like I've realized, like, I really just feel so bad for her and like what she went through because I didn't understand it until I grew up. And you have kids of your own and yeah. you see that at the end of the day, you're just, you're doing your best. You just want to give your kids the best life and there's no guidebook to what to do when you're in that situation. Like, yeah, that's hard. And like I, a lot of me when I was younger, kind of like had a little bit resentment for my mom. Cause like, for why sure. don't you leave him? Like he's toxic. 
and it's hard. But as I've gotten older, it's just like, I don't know what she was going yeah. through emotionally. And like, you it must have been so hard. Yeah, you have to give her grace. And they're divorced now. Yes. So they actually got divorced. Um, I want to say about two years into Mitch and I's marriage. Okay. Um, and that That's was such a long time yeah, for her to stay in that. Yeah. And my mom actually, so she got pregnant with me when she was 18. Okay. With my dad. And they weren't married. At and that they time. weren't married. They got married a year later. And so I don't, I feel like maybe that generation too kind of felt a little more pressured into marriage. Like, oh, you're pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think from the like get go, like it wasn't a good setup and it just like, it wasn't pure love, you know? And yeah. And when they did get divorced, has your, has your mom been able to like have a, not a new life because you know, that is so much of her life that she spent with him, but have you been able to notice like a happier change or has that been hard for her going through a divorce? I think that, I, I don't know. I think she's, she's handling it really well. Yeah. Um, cause I think she is a lot happier yeah. outside of this cause it was a toxic relationship. Well, that's kind of all she knew if she was 18 years old. But it's all old. she knew. And so I think she's just navigating life yeah. right now, um, working and just trying to figure it out because it's still relatively new. Yeah, two years. You know, so I just like hope she finds someone that like treats yeah. her right and someone that she deserves and, you know, just makes her happy. When was the last time you saw your dad? I saw, I actually randomly ran into him in the gym one time. No way. So yes. he lives nearby. I think I don't I'm not sure so so you really have no contact not really no so after they divorced he spiraled like big time and he like has tattoos all over his face like all over his body and he claims he's not on drugs but like there's things you can see in people and like I don't know I just have this hunch that it might be um but yeah I he hasn't met the triplets really um I don't know what he's doing, but like, I really, I don't hate him. Like I forgive him, but I, you can still forgive someone and protect you and your family. Absolutely. So that's kind of where I'm at. I just am protecting myself and my kids. Good. Well, you can forgive, but you can't forget. Yeah. And like you said, you saw things, you experienced things that you're not going to be able to ever unsee and forget. And Mm -hmm. that takes a toll on you mentally, sometimes even physically. And so you can't let that bad energy in especially when you're a mom and you want to protect you know three little babies as well yeah so I'm so sorry you had to go no it's honestly like I see a lot of hard times as like ways to grow and so like looking at this and just like my life I just feel like I've been able to you know learn from it which is good well you are such like a bright and positive person (laughs) you have such a light about you and I think that's why people love following you and not only seeing the triplet chaos, but just seeing you for you because you're such a beautiful person inside and out. So oh, thank you. Thanks for, <laughs> for coming and talking to me about it. But besides, you know, that horrible trauma that you had to experience, other than that, how was your growing up high school life? Because you served a mission. Yes. Yeah. So Did you always want to do that? I no. Okay. No. So I, it was once the age changed. Okay. Because girls used to be able to go at like 21. Yeah, 21. And then at 19, I was like, well maybe I'll consider it like it sounds like a good idea so um I just felt like I wanted to go and so I put my papers and then yeah I went I served in Lima Peru 
Okay, so, so that's Spanish or Portuguese? Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So Spanish speaking and yeah, it was great. I loved it. Was it kind of an escape from the reality at home or was a part of you scared to leave your sister? I was scared. I but again, like at that point, like things had gotten better. Like he had found a job and like had been trying to improve himself. So it like got better and then that once the divorce hit, that's when it got that's worse. Again. So um I wasn't too nervous a little bit, but I think overall it was like a good experience for me to kind of like yeah. get out and like be independent and like just like talk about Christ. Talk about Christ and like separate yourself yeah. from from everything going on at home. Yeah. I'm sure was nice. When you were in high school, did you plan on going to college? Did you go to college? Yes. So I'd always wanted to be a nurse. Like okay. I've just always I was a CNA in high school. And that's another thing is like, I've always been a worker. Like I've, yeah. I've been, ha- I had a job, like I nannied when I was like, well, not nannied, I babysat and then got my CNA license. So, and then I wanted to be a nurse. So I've just been working my whole life and went to college to be a nurse. And I actually graduated one week before having the triplets. No way. Yes. So you've never been out in the field then? No, not once. Do you want to? I, I don't like I'm like how yeah, how could I, you I mean you'd have to wait a hot minute yeah I would love to because I simply like love the work yeah. but I honestly nurses need to make more money they do you know I feel they so do. bad and it's like I didn't realize once COVID hit and my husband started working from home and these tech jobs yeah I was like that's really nice yeah like I don't have to go in and spend 12 hour days like slaving away just like on my feet all yeah. day long you know and just like and make an income yes a better income a yes. lot of the times so you were in nursing school pregnant with triplets yes so you were doing like your rounds and stuff pregnant yes <laughs> where what kind of nurse did you want to be so I've always liked mom baby like okay. labor, and delivery, labor and delivery but I just like <laughs> yeah they put me in luckily I like had really good teachers and stuff and so they like helped me get into a like capstone like yeah. my hours uh in a good place so I went to mom baby and of course all of them were like fascinated no I you were probably famous <laughs> yeah, it's like a triplet like, mom that's checking my cervix yeah. right now so they were just like put your feet up do you need a snack like I feel like I was the patient <laughs> because everyone was so nice to me well it's a rare thing to see a triplet mom yeah. let alone a triplet mom in nursing <laughs> school. And I was so lucky to have them come a week later. Like the, it was not expected for them to come early and I'm sure we'll get into yeah. that. But like I was so lucky because I graduated when I was 27 weeks and they came literally one week later. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We definitely need to talk about that before we do though. How did you meet your husband Mitchell? Um, so kind of crazy story, actually. It's like one of our favorites, but that's cute we, that you have a story. I know. <laughs> a lot of the times it's not cute and I crazy. <laughs> and most of the time it's like Tinder or something. That's me. That's still awesome. Literally everybody, <laughs> Tinder. But it, it's kind of like a crazy romance story. So we, I had been home for my mission for literally three months. Okay. Which so short. Um, And one of my really good friends was getting married and both of her friends are from California. So their wedding was in Malibu pretty yeah so gorgeous wedding like absolutely stunning and I was there we were there for a couple days because it was like you know we were traveling for it and my husband aside from this like little wedding he was going on a cruise with a big group of friends for spring break and so I don't know exactly what happened but like a friend of a friend like knew somebody in the like 
wedding party or something and they all had their like dress up clothes for the cruise and so they're like let's go like hang out at this wedding like let's go just like crash it and so they all they're like this big group of people just showed up and then I actually caught the bouquet and he thought I was pretty and then he caught the garter and then he asked me out no way and then it turned out both of us were from Utah no way yeah (laughs) so when he asked you out was it like let's go out in Utah or let's go out in Malibu yeah so we were just talking and he's like oh where are you from like like and then I was like oh yeah I'm from Utah and he's like no way I'm from Utah and then he's like I'm going on a cruise let's like get back together when we like yeah when I come back and so literally he got back and we were together every single day it was game over yeah game over how soon did you guys get married after that? <laughs> oh gosh was it typical Utah like <laughs> yes, five months yes we Josie you're gonna die <laughs> I we met and got engaged and married within like six months of knowing knowing each other hey when you know you know you know you know when you know you know no that's crazy yeah it is crazy but like he is the best obviously yeah my life partner you knew right away that he was the one yes when you told him your family situation I'm assuming he was probably so supportive and that was a huge like green flag like I need someone like this in my life yes because you even said growing up you had these this checklist that you're Mm -hmm. like I want my husband to not be this way I need somebody who's going to treat me right and I'm assuming Mitchell does that yes and it's actually funny that you bring up the checklist because I remember when I was younger back in young women's we wrote this little checklist of things that we wanted in a spouse I literally after I met him I went and found that checklist because I had kept it for years and years and years and I marked every single box no way like he was absolutely perfect for me and he was so loving and patient through all my family issues. Like yeah. I just don't deserve it. Like he's just do incredible, like incredible person. I love that for you. Thank you. So how soon after getting married were you guys like, let's have babies? <laughs> it's kind of funny because when we first got married, we were like, oh yeah, let's have a baby. <laughs> like it was just like so exciting. Like we got married. It was so exciting. And then we're like, oh, let's start a family. How old were you? You would have been 22? Uh, yeah, I think I got married when I was 21. 21, so, okay. yeah. Um, but then we were like, oh no, like, let's think about this. Like, let's put it off a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but I was starting to get a little worried because I have PCOS. Okay. And so I was worried about trying because I never had a period like ever. Really? I didn't start like a period until I was like 18 or 19 years old. No way. Yeah. And then even then I had it one time and then like never again. Did you ever have, because with PCOS, don't you have like horrible cramps and stuff? I, there's a lot of different different symptoms symptoms? for PCOS. And I honestly think they need to categorize it a little bit more because I, yeah, I just didn't have a period at all, but like I had other symptoms like acne and things like that. So that was worrying me. And I, and so we talked about it and I was like, I think I need to get off birth control and just kind of go in and see what's going on. You're just on on the pill? Yeah, I was on the, I was on the IG first but okay. then I got the pill because I just didn't like the IUD um so yeah I just was like trying to figure all of that out and it actually took a while to like try and figure out like get diagnosed with PCOS yeah how did they diagnose you just like blood work blood work yeah and just symptoms so like I started getting facial hair and like really? yeah that's like a symptom which absolutely sucks I still have it interesting yeah I've never heard that before so you, you find out you have PCOS, so you were like a little nervous, you get mm-hmm. off the birth control, 
and was getting off the birth control kind of like, let's see if I get my period back or was it let's start trying for a baby? So once I got off birth control, we were working on my period first. Gotcha. Um, and that took like six months to like, cause he's like, once you get off of the IUD and like birth control, you need to give your body a little bit of time. Cause it could have affected it to the point where like you, you need to kind of kickstart it again yeah, and it can yeah. take time. So after about six months, then I like was like, something's wrong. And then that's when I went in and they diagnosed me. They did blood work and got, got, got me diagnosed with PCOS. Gotcha. So how soon after that were you like, well, let's start trying to have babies. Yeah. So it was like really soon after that because I was like something's wrong with my body like what if it takes us seven years and when I was diagnosed with PCOS I was like what if I can't have a kid at all you know and so like I still remember that day it was like absolutely horrific because I found out that it was like one of the leading causes for infertility for women yeah and so I like had a panic attack and like was sobbing and just like so distraught because I'm like what if it doesn't happen for me and the, I feel like that was my life calling yeah you've always wanted to be a mom yes and so that was really hard and then we worked through it worked with the doctors I made a ton of life changes to try and help my body and my hormones to just get back to normal and then I would say after about a year and a half of like that total trying time and like figuring out my period that's when we like started Clomid okay and then, so you went on Clomid yeah and is that how you got pregnant with the triplets yes. was Clomid uh-huh you're kidding yes so I took three different doses so first dose was one month second dose was two months and then third dose was three months and that's what got me the triplets <laughs> is that common no not at all and I think it's because we have twins that run on both sides of the family okay Okay. So, wow. So when you find out you're pregnant, I'm sure you're ecstatic. Like, yes. So excited. Yes. How soon after finding out you were pregnant, did you find out it was triplets? So we found out we were pregnant. And then a couple weeks later, I was experiencing a ton of back pain and it was just on one side. And so I called my doctor. I was like, I'm really concerned about this. And he's like, okay, I don't want you to freak out, but you need to come in tomorrow morning. This could be an ectopic pregnancy. And so my heart just sunk. I was like, we've been trying for so hard going through this whole process. And just like that, it's ectopic. And so we go in and they check and they do the ultrasound. And I was like, I, I was wanting to film it, but I was like, I can't even pull out my phone yeah, because I'm what so devastated. Sad. Yeah. yeah. And so then they found twins. And then I was like, so ecstatic. And so 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 excited and I'm sure I'm assuming Mitchell was with you yes and Mitchell was with me and so he's like oh it's just growing so fast that's probably why you have your back pain it's not a topic it's just a normal pregnancy but you have twins and so then we're like so pumped we like for two weeks we think we're having twins did you tell anybody yes yeah we like announced it that we were pregnant and then we announced that we were having twins and I feel like twins people are like pumped about yeah because like a lot of people even want twins yeah twins is great twins is doable yes twins is doable there's two parents two kids you can do that and so (laughs) and then we go back for my eight-week checkup and the doctor literally just goes like this on my belly like one like sweep and it just goes boom 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 like three sacks boom 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 were you filming this no and so and then my husband kind of takes a step back he's like what was that like what's going on and then the doctor just has this like blank stare on my face and me 
I automatically go to panic, panic mode every yeah. time. And so I'm like, what's wrong? Like what's going on? Cause I wasn't paying attention to the screen. Like I was just like, something's wrong with the babies. And then he goes, you might need be to start going to a different doctor. And I was like, why is that? And he goes, you're having triplets. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What was going through your head? I can't remember one thing after that because my face, I'll, all I remember is my husband looking at me and saying, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Because I was a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can imagine. Because you, yeah, you thought you were having twins. Super exciting. Yes. A little stressful, but exciting. Mm -hmm. Add one more. Yes. And like, I feel so bad saying that now because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're the biggest of course, blessing. Of course. And I love them so much, but it was such like a, and my husband automatically was just pumped. He's like, three kids. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in the middle of nursing school. Like yeah. we have a super small car. We had just bought a duplex that was 750 square feet on one side that we were going to live in. And so I was like, we need a new house. We need a new car. Are these babies going to be healthy? Yeah. Am I going to be healthy? Yeah, you have to carry them. Yeah. No. And, and triplets, that's high risk. I mean, twins are already high Extremely. risk. Extremely. And so add triplets to that. That is scary. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to fathom all at once. Yeah. And so it just became like a very extreme, like high, what's the word? Um, high risk situation. Yeah. And so I was like monitored like consistently throughout my whole pregnancy. When I'm assuming you told everybody that had already knew that you were having twins pretty quickly once you found out it was triplets. Once we found out it was triplets, it was more of just like a, it wasn't like a super excited thing. It was more like, we're having triplets and this is like serious. <laughs> like yeah. we need help. Yeah. And so we literally called um, everyone that same day and we were like, we need to tell you something. Like there's three babies. And a lot of people were just like, no, no, no. Like it was, everyone, everyone turned into a panic mode. Yeah. Like you're joking. Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Because it not only affected our lives, it affected their lives too. Like it's stressful because mm -hmm. you, and you want to help, but like, how do you, how did, how did people want to help? Were they like, let's help financially. Let's help with time. Like what was, was there a game plan? Yeah. And I, I mean, there wasn't like a game plan, I guess. Like we, I became a part of like a triplet mom group in Utah, which okay. I feel like was the most helpful. Um, but luckily, like we have a lot of family close by, which they've been so good to help. And so like we kind of like had an idea. But what threw us off was how early they came. Yes, because they came at 28 weeks. 28 weeks. And that wasn't planned. No. So what happened there? So I had had Braxton Hicks quite a bit. But my doctor was always like, you need to keep track of like how often you have your contractions. And if they are consistent and they last for more than like two hours, you need to come in. And there had been like a couple of times where I'd gone in and it was like a false alarm or um, and there's been triplet moms that have gone into the hospital and stayed there for like months just yeah. to like keep everything healthy and everyone doing good. Just total bed rest. Yes. And so I was like the night that it happened, like I was experiencing those contractions and I went in and I had this feeling that I wasn't coming back. Like I felt like I was going to be staying there. I didn't think they were coming, but I thought that I wasn't going to leave. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just had constant contractions and I mean, they couldn't stop it. 
it they was, literally it was couldn't. happening. Yeah, it was happening. And obviously it was a C-section. Yes. So they got me started that night on like magnesium, steroids, all the things to try and stop labor. And then the next morning they like checked my cervix and they're like, you're in active labor. So like to, and since the babies were so small, they're like, we need to get them out safely. Yeah. So like we had this plan and like they were like out with by noon. Wow. Mm-hmm. What what was going through your head during all, Were you scared? I was terrified. Yeah. Because they were so small yeah. and like they, 28 weeks is like where you want to make it to 28 weeks because that's when like the risks for like disabilities and you know, just like brain things go yeah. down, but they're still so vulnerable to so many different things. And like, there's a lot of health complication complications that happen when you're that small. How big were they when they came out? Um, two pounds, wow. three ounces, two pounds, seven ounces and two pounds, 12 ounces. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And they were probably what, like the size of your hand or smaller? Um, yeah, about my daughter, she actually dropped below the um, two pound mark eventually because you know how babies lose weight yes, at the beginning yes she dropped below two pounds and her little forearm was the size of my pinky oh my goodness and they were so tiny wow mm-hmm. um obviously you didn't get to hold them or anything for a minute I I could have okay but the problem was me I oh. couldn't get out of bed for like two days really well I guess it was one day but like they I couldn't even get up to get into a wheelchair because I had lost so much blood. Really? And so I was completely out of it for the first like 24 hours. Oh my gosh. They almost had to give me blood, but I didn't get it. Luckily, like my body started healing itself. But like I looked in the mirror, I remember, and I was just a ghost. How was Mitchell? Was Mitchell scared for you? I I think yes for me, but I think I was just like, go to the babies, go to the babies, be with the babies. Like I'm okay. Like I have nurses taking care of me, but like, I want you to be with them because I can't be there. Yeah. And like part of me, like miss them, like in my belly, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know I'm crying about no, it, but that's totally. So- Where are my tissues? <laughs> oh, oh no. It's a hydro jet. <laughs> like, if that was Thank a Stanley, you. it would spill. But, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah, it just was so overwhelming. And so I just sent him with the babies and like I missed I missed having them in me and like I felt like for a moment I felt like I had failed them because like my body couldn't do it anymore and I couldn't stop it and I've come to the realization now like it's not my fault not at all they were meant to come and Tommy was actually having issues a little bit when I was pregnant and so I think that like it was her time to come out. Like she needed to come out to get the nutrients outside of the womb better than in. But like for a moment, yeah, I was just kind of feeling right after giving birth. I was feeling really down about myself. When, when did you finally get to see him? Um, The day after. And it was Mother's Day. So, did that heal you a little bit or yeah. did you still feel that sadness? No, it definitely was healing, but that first 24 hours was rough for me. Um, but I'm really, I like the first time I held them, I would, I'll never forget it. Cause it was just like holding that size of a baby and just like feeling that connection. It was so strong. Um, there's a video of you holding all three on your lap. Yes. Was that that day or no? No, because I'm assuming since they were so little, 
you had to be so, so careful. It was probably just one at a time, right? Yes. So we were only allowed to hold them each one at a time. And we had to hold them, this kind of sounds weird, for a minimum of an hour. Because the skin to skin. Yeah. But they didn't want too much stimulation. And like if you got the babies in and out of the isolates a ton, then they would be overstimulated. So you had to, if you put them on you, you you had to be there for a while. And so that, I held them like, Mitch Mitch also did one-on-one like skin Skin to skin skin. with all of them. We did it every single day for three months. And then eventually once their cords became disconnected because they were on oxygen, they were I'm sure there was a million cords. So many cords. And so um, we couldn't, it wasn't necessarily that we couldn't hold them all together. It was simply that we couldn't get all the equipment close enough to like be able to hold them all yeah. together. So they were, it was just like a week or two before we went home that I finally got to hold them all at once. Was that so emotional? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like so emotional, like the best moment of my life. <laughs> I bet. Cause it's like they were inside of you. And for the first time they're all in your arms. Yes. At the same time where like they started. Yeah. And it was like kind of the first time that it hit me. I was like, I had triplets like these are my babies there's three of them and I just love them so much I can't wait to take care of them when did you get to go home after your c-section so they I think they put you in the hospital for like four days like three or four days with the c-section but they do this thing that's called like a hospital stay so you or like a hotel stay at the hospital so we actually stayed for like three more days. So we had a total of a week. Okay. And you probably didn't want to go home. No. That's, I mean, I feel like that's how a lot of NICU moms are. Like yeah. I didn't have your NICU experience at all, mm-hmm. but two of my babies, I had to leave without them. Yeah. And I was the worst feeling ever yeah. to leave the hospital knowing that they're still in there. And so I can't imagine that times three, like you were probably like, no, I don't, I don't want to leave. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but today's dumpster deep dive is brought to you by Road to Baby. Did you know that one in eight people in the U.S. alone struggle with infertility and have difficulties growing their family? The team at Road to Baby understand the pain and frustration that can come with infertility, and they are there to help you navigate that often bumpy road to parenthood. Road to Baby is a surrogacy, egg, and sperm donation agency based out of San Diego, California, who connects those in need with surrogates, egg donors, and sperm donors to help them grow their family. Road to Baby believes in fairly compensating those who make these dreams of parenthood come true. First-time surrogates working with Road to Baby receive a minimum of $56,000 for their incredible dedication. Egg donors are generously compensated at $10,000 per donation, and sperm donors each earn $5,000 for their first donation. If you've ever considered becoming a surrogate, egg donor, or sperm donor yourself, I encourage you to reach out to Road to Baby. You have the power to change lives and make parenthood dreams come true. And wait, there's more. If egg, surrogacy, or sperm donation isn't for you, but you know someone who might be a perfect fit, you can earn $1,000 in referrals for egg and sperm donors and $6,000 or more per surrogate referral. If you or someone you know is struggling with infertility, remember that you are not alone. The experts at Road to Baby are there to help you navigate this often challenging path to parenthood. Their experience and guidance can make all the difference in your journey. Road to Baby exists to help growing families and creating a life-lasting connection and making dreams a reality. If you're ready to take that first step or just curious to learn more about the process, schedule a free consultation with Road to Baby. Visit www.roadtobaby.com. R-O-A-D-T-O-B-A-B-Y.com. 
so so hard and like I mean any NICU stay like that must have been so hard for you too like I can't even imagine well it's the NICU's like such a peaceful place because Mm -hmm. like they're literal angels like literal angels are watching your angels like it's the most pure place but it's it's not home you know like it doesn't feel like home and so you just like cannot wait till you can finally take them home yeah and for you that was three months for me that was only a week so three months that's a lot of back and forth back and forth what was that like did you were was Mitchell able to like get off work for those three months like were you guys spending all day there what was that like yeah so I was graduated luckily thank goodness and so I spent all day every day there like there were some times that we would come home at 2 a.m and then get back up and go at six So I was literally there all day long and Mitchell's work. Luckily, I'm so grateful for them. They um, do three months paternity. And then his boss was just like so kind and was like, you know what? Like you can be pretty lenient the next three months. So he like took like six months off. Like that's amazing. And it was the biggest blessing for us because he was there. Like I would say I was there if I was there 100 percent of the time. He was there probably 90 percent of the time or more. Well, and you need that support as well, not just the babies, but yeah. you too, because mm-hmm. you have like the weight of the world on you. It feels like, you know, when you're a first time mom and a first time mom of three. Yes. Was your milk, did your milk come in? Were you pumping? What were you doing? Yeah. So obviously I, the babies couldn't take the milk yet. Yeah. So it was kind of cool because yeah, I was pumping and luckily when I did my capstone, I was following a lactation consultant around all day so for 100 hours I had this like experience yeah you were seeing it firsthand yes and so I immediately hopped on the pump like I was pumping and I was pumping a crazy amount of milk like I I was pumping every two hours to get my milk supply to like just build up because I was like I will do if I can't like be there for you guys like I am going to do everything to like get you the nutrients that you need yeah so they were giving them my breast milk food through a feeding tube And there were mornings where I would pump out like 30 ounces of milk. Oh my gosh. (laughs) When you, when your milk came in, were your boobs in so much pain? Oh my gosh. So much pain. Were, okay, TMI, but like, did you have big boobs before? No. So were you just like, what are these massive rocks on my body? They were huge, Josie. They were huge huge well I can imagine because mine were huge but like I was used to big boobs and I only pumped like six ounces no literally they were like two giant bowling balls on my chest so oh and that's the thing is like my milk would come in I'd pump it out and so they would go boom 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 like a big small big small you know all day long and so (laughs) that's why I got a boob job because I had the flabbiest boobs <laughs> I'm sure because yeah your body was producing for not one not two but three babies yes and overproducing because that's that's mm-hmm. overproducing because three babies yeah. really only need like six ounces at that age yeah. because barely they'll have two ounces each yeah so, so for you to be doing that much is insane it was crazy but I'm sure the nurses were like this is incredible <laughs> a lot of them were just like wait is this like real milk like yeah, are you sure did like you are go you to the grocery store? <laughs> Like, is this yeah. actual yearly or milk? They had to open it. I think that, so they opened up like a milk bank while uh-huh. we were there and they had to put mine in like a whole separate freezer because I had so much and they're like, and then eventually they're like, 
you have to stop bringing this in because we don't have room for it anymore. So then we had to buy a deep freezer at our house. And then they eventually used it. But like at the beginning, they didn't have the storage for it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of you having to buy a freezer, did you also have to buy a new house because you were going to live in a duplex? Yes. So what happened was we found, well, we were living with in an apartment and it was just in a house apartment. Yeah. Um, kind of like a basement apartment, but it was like a mother-in-law when we were married. And then we, my landlord moved. And so we ended up last minute moving into my husband's parents' basement. Okay. And so we were there when we found out that we were pregnant with the triplets. And then his mom like sat us down and was like, I'm retired. You need to stay for the next like six months. And the duplex, like it was kind of in the middle of all that process. Like we moved into his parents' basement and then bought the duplex and then found out we were pregnant with the triplets. And then we were like, we don't fit in there anymore. Yeah. So then we stayed there for the first like six months of their lives and looked for a house. Gotcha. And then moved into the house. Gotcha. Because, yeah, there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, especially now that they're older, seeing them like play and be all over the place. Like, can you imagine? 700 square feet. (laughs) I like just madness. It would have been absolutely crazy. Yeah. So you got to bring them home when? So they came home after 81 days. Wow. Mm -hmm. And technically, because I know with premature babies, it's different. So like they were 28 weeks when they were born, but like technically what was their age when they came home? Yeah. So they were, let's see, I think it's like, well, I can't remember exactly when they came home, but they, their like gestational age is like a couple months behind. Okay. But it's kind of gray area because they're like ahead in some things, but then they're behind on some things. So like we use like their real age, but then we're like, oh, but they were premature. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So they were three months old when you got to take them home. Yeah. Technically. Technically. But how big were they? Um, I want to say Tommy was our smallest and she was five pounds when she came home. Five pounds, five ounces, I want to say. That's so crazy. But she was little, little. Yeah. Because like three months old, like a normal baby at three months old is like 12 pounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. 10 pounds. Yeah. Depending so they were on still the little. size. Yeah. Like my babies at birth weren't even five pounds. My babies were like nine, eight pound babies. Yeah. So that's crazy. So they were really little and they all came home on oxygen. Yes. And they all had their foot monitor- monitors. They're like all their cords. So it was really intimidating. Like Mitch and I had been yeah. used to it because we'd been taking care of them all day with all the monitors, right. all the cords. We like basically both of us could have been NICU nurses after that. You I'm know. sure. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, we know what's going on. Oh, it's beepy. Yeah. He's fine. We just need to fix it. It's on the toe wrong. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, Literally, yeah. that was us. Like yeah. we just we took over and I was like, if there's anyone that's going to be raising my kids, it's me and I'm going to be there all day long. So yeah. Um, but we, when well, we brought and them you were home, a nurse, so yeah, you, you really knew everything. I, but honestly, when you go into the field, like you don't know as much as you like learned in school. Like when you're right. in the field, you obviously learn so much more. Learned, so like so much more hands-on. Yeah. I had a background, but like, I didn't feel like I learned a ton until I was actually there. Now but, you could be a full on NICU nurse. Yes. Like, you really could. Yes. 1000%. Like you're very qualified, <laughs> very extremely qualified. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we brought them home and like, they it was just very intimidating for a lot of people because they were so tiny they had oxygen they had feeding issues because you don't develop like a sucking reflex yeah until you're I think it's like 32 weeks and so it's a lot easier to develop that when you're in the womb but when you're outside of the room like you have to learn it yeah 
And so each baby, you had to feed them a certain way. And you, it took like 45 minutes to feed each one. So they weren't on feeding tubes when they came no. home. And then we would have to restart every three hours. So we would feed for 45 minutes each and then restart again at three hours. And I was pumping in between that. So it was literally like six months, I want to say, back to back of just pump, feed, 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 clean bottles, sanitize bottles, and then feed again. Like it was just all day long. No, that is so wild. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's exhausting. That's exhausting. It was exhausting. Did you have any help? Yes. Like were parents coming in, taking turns? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like m- my family, my grandma's been great. Um, she just like comes all, all the time still. Um, Mitchell's mom obviously lived there. Like my family came and they like stayed nights and like everyone, everyone just helped. Yeah. Like all family just pitched in. What were the nights like? Just wake up, feed, 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 and when you know, did, when did it slowly get a little better? I remember after I, a couple months after they had been home, we were like, okay, I think that they're okay to have one six-hour stretch at night, because the hardest part of this was that they needed to pawn weight. Yeah, and having a premature baby, it's a lot harder for them to pawn weight. Yeah. And so we were like, we have to feed them all the time. And like, I still was like, I need to give them my breast milk because I feel like that's what's best for them. Yeah. It has the most nutrients and Mm -hmm. you're producing it. So yeah. And so like, that was a problem for you. No, not at all. And so it was like, it was just really busy, really busy, lots of sleepless nights and like trying to figure out a schedule where it's like Mitchell, he does a lot better at night, like staying up. Yeah. And so he would kind of stay up for like the midnight feed. And then I'd let him sleep for like through the nine or like through the six o'clock feed. And I'd get up early morning and feed him at six. And would you do like the propping? So you, they, you would feed Not them all yet. at the same time? Okay. Not yet. No. Cause they were so little, they wouldn't even keep it in their mouths like that. Like you, it was such a technique that you had to do to feed them. It, it's really complicated. And the cords too. Yeah. And the cords. And so you couldn't you couldn't prop them yet. Like eventually I ended up propping them because they can grab their own bottles. Like they're, yeah. they, they reached a point where I could do that, but not for a long time. Wow. Cause I had oxygen with my boys and yeah. I had to bring it home and I get PTSD thinking about the monitors and like carrying it. And like you, there's no way you left your house. Like how did you ever leave your never. house? Literally never. There was some times where we take like my massive stroller. Like you, yeah. you'll see that on my like social media, but and just throw all the oxygen just tanks underneath. Them, yeah. Just throw them underneath and just like get outside. Cause I'm, it's like, we have to breathe. And Mitch and I would like take breaks, you yeah. know, cause we needed that. And like yeah. people would come and like, let us take a break, take a nap, like things yeah. like that. But the first, like, I don't, doc- I didn't document any of that time because it was so survival mode. Crazy. Yeah. I, just crazy. I can't imagine. And some of them st- Still need oxygen at night, right? Yeah. So Lennon, she actually has sleep apnea. Okay. And so she has to wear it just when she sleeps. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And they also needed helmets at some point. Yes. All three of them. Yes. And that's because they were so early. They, I mean, you lay in that isolate all day, your head's just to the side. And so it started getting flat on the sides and I was like, we're just going to get them in helmets. And it was actually kind of a blessing because- they had their helmets on in the stage where they were falling over and hitting their heads on everything. And so yeah. it was actually kind of nice yeah, for like, me. You're like, you're safe. You're yeah. Good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Your head's protected. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. 
since I'm being so early, you kind of talked about that 28 week mark is where you can, you want to be for disabilities. Do, do you know if any of them are going to have disabilities from being so early? No. So they don't. That's amazing. Yeah. And they were like, they were diagnosed with something kind of crazy in the NICU. Okay. And then my father-in-law actually like gave them each a blessing and they like, it was actually a miracle. They were completely healed from it. And it was the biggest like testimony builder for me. I just like, it was an actual miracle. Like they, there was two, it was two of them. It wasn't Lennon. It was Elliot and Tommy. And it was like the hardest day of my life. Just, do you mind sharing what they were diagnosed with? Um, it was like a brain, uh, issue. Really? So like I don't cerebral know the, palsy? Yeah. So they were going, they were saying that because they had this like brain issue, they have what they kind of came to us and said was like, they have the, like, it could either be the smallest, um, like hand issue to like, you can't walk anymore, like a mobility issue. And wow. so that hit us like so hard in the NICU because we were like, there wasn't any answers. Like they couldn't give us anything. Yeah. They couldn't say, I was like, well, how do you know how severe it is? Like what's going on? And they're like, we can't tell you anything. We can just tell you that like, there's a mobility issue here and we don't know if it's like a hand twitch or full on they can't walk. And so like we were just that, I think that that out of my whole life, I can say was the worst moment my entire life. I'm sure as a mom, because they, I mean, I just like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. And then I like we literally experienced a miracle like like it's just the craziest thing and I, I've never talked about this before like it just hit us and now I just am so blessed that I have three healthy babies yeah I never thought I would for those who don't know what a blessing is who may be listening and they don't know what the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints yes. is a blessing is a priesthood blessing where a man a husband father who holds the priesthood gives a blessing of like health and mm -hmm. they I'm assuming do you want to describe you were a missionary yeah, so, so I would describe it better yeah, than so I can they I mean he my husband's dad just like came and put his hands on their the little baby's heads and just like said a prayer blessing them that they will be like live a full life and that they'll be happy and healthy and they and it was just a blessing of healing trying to and it gave us a lot of peace too. And literally like then they scanned them again, like a week later and the brain issue was completely gone. Like I, it's, I like literally I'm at loss for words. Like for, I was because I just didn't, I didn't, I had always felt like God was there for me, but I didn't realize how much he was until that moment and like how real he is until we really experienced a miracle, like an actual miracle. Were the doctors shocked? Yes. Yes. Nobody knew what was going on there. Everyone was confused. And now they're, are they, how old are they now? 20 months. I was going to say they're over one. Like yeah. they're going to be two soon. All running, all happy, all healthy. And like, I literally couldn't have asked it for it anyway. Like I just, it might, it makes my heart hurt for people who do go through that and who are in those situations because I just feel so lucky 
And there's so many people who don't walk out of that feeling lucky. Yeah. No, that's... Sorry, so many no, tears no, at this. <laughs> I should just keep a box over here. Just this so much. <laughs> yeah, here, you get the whole box. <laughs> Thank you. It's your present. Uh, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's a lot. That's a lot. To, well, and the emotions of thinking one thing's happening and then immediately soon after thinking the opposite and just not knowing the not knowing is just probably the hardest part. Cause you're like, yeah. I'm so grateful, but what's, what if something else happens? What if something like the NICU at that such of a little of an age, like there's so many unknowns. Yeah. And it, I mean, I just, just shocked, like just crazy. And that experience, like, I just feel like the last couple of years, like things with my dad, things with the babies, like it's just been a lot to handle for like us. Yeah. And I feel like starting last January it was like I can breathe like where they had surgeries that they dealt with and like things like that and then everyone was just healthy like starting January because we still dealt with a lot like outside of the NICU yeah but um now that that stuff's just all done I'm like I feel like I can just be a mom yeah I can like be there for my kids and like we're just so much happier than we were back then going through all that stuff it's not as stressful yes um, were you documenting because you obviously posted like your gender reveal and all those things. Yeah. Were you active on social media before finding out you had triplets? No, no. I honestly, like I posted, like it was just like the high school, like yeah. I posted prom or like, you know, got our wedding pictures up there. Yeah, like yeah, I literally photos. posted like once every couple months and like, I was really low key. Like I did not care about social media. I couldn't name any influencers. Like I yeah. didn't know anything. And so I posted my gender reveal and that's when everything kind of just like took off. I'm and sure. Like followers started coming in and like brands and like all these things. And I was just like, what is this world? Like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You know? And so, um, I actually have the people that we lived with my, in my apartment. Um, she was actually an influencer. Okay. And I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, can you help me navigate this? Yeah. Like, and figure out what's going on. And so that's when I kind of started a little bit. But I wouldn't say I started taking it seriously until like six-ish months ago. Okay. Well, because you were probably just so busy. So busy. Because even now, watching you film your day-to-day, first of all, wow. Your days <laughs> are exhausting and props to you. You need another round of applause. Thank Second, you. not only, I don't think people understand when you're filming that, you also have to then go edit it. And so it's a it's a full-time gig not only being a mom but then filming being a mom and not just a mom but a triplet mom like that's a lot yes. that's a lot yes and it almost there has to be a, a payoff like do you feel like it's worth it I yes I do um I would say right now like I I am so busy yeah and it is a lot um I wouldn't I don't know I I I definitely think that it was good for me to like take advantage of it but yeah. like I also feel like I've been able to connect with so many moms I even had this one lady reach out to me because my son had a head surgery because his his skull was fused together okay. when he was born so they had to go and remove some skull to open it up and like I even had a mom like I think it was from like Ukraine or something that reached out to me and she's like my son is going through this exact same surgery like can you please help me? Like what's going on? And so I walked her through it and like, I just feel like I've been able to like 
help so many moms I get dms like you motivated me today thank you so much and it's just so I don't know it's just I just feel so happy that I'm able to like help in some way just because being a mom is hard it is it's rough whether there's one two three four five it's hard it doesn't matter how many you have it's hard and like I just am happy that I'm able to like motivate in any way that I can moms yeah (laughs) When being a, a mom content creator, I feel like there's a lot of hate. Have you experienced any hate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the mom shamers. <laughs> yes. Which is just, it's crazy because the people shaming moms are like also mothers who understand how hard being a mom is. Yeah. And yet they still are like, let me shame someone. Yeah. So I kind of just laugh it off. Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, sometimes I'll read comments. Sometimes I don't because there's, there's a lot of comments. And so it's like. I just laugh it off. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good that you're like, I don't, I'm not going to give you my energy because yeah. it's not worth your energy. No. It's not worth your time. But I feel like a lot of people, that's why they stop posting is because mm-hmm. they can't handle it. So I'm glad that you've been able to be like, no, I'm not even <laughs> going to let that take away my spark because it's not worth it. Yeah, for sure. Does it's, Mitchell feel that way too? Yeah. He, I mean, he laughs at him too. He's just like, people are just dumb. They don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. And people will say things like, I don't know. Mitchell, he doesn't love being on camera. Yeah. And so it kind of looks like sometimes that I'm like a single mom. And but people don't know that like he's the one getting up in the night. Like yeah. I told you earlier, he is really good at nights. I, I I do not stay up late. I'm like total go to bed early. You know, like he does a lot of night he's things. A night owl. Yeah. And I I mean, there's a lot of videos I record that are just me. But like there's times where he bathes them all by himself or like yeah. he gets them down by himself. Like but he know? doesn't want to be on camera, he which I camera. love. Yeah. I love when men aren't like, give me the spotlight. I want to be on your YouTube, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on a Netflix special. Give me all the attention. Like, let let you have your moment. Yeah. You your moment as a triplet mama. <laughs> um, okay. So do you think you're always going to post the kids as much as you do now? I don't know. Pro- I don't. I don't know as they grow. Like, yeah. They also get older. And like, I don't know if like I'll I probably won't focus on them yeah as much like I I want to share about me too like my life and like as they grow up I just I just don't know like I feel like as time goes on I'll be able to tell when it's time yeah you'll feel it yeah when it's time do you want more kids actually I have I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was surprised. Just kidding. My gosh. My <laughs> no. heart just sunk because I was like, are you kidding? Big announcement. I've no, had I'm three people do that before. No way. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> is this really happening right now? No. Oh so, my gosh. I, Clickbait. No. Yeah. There you go. I'm pregnant, everyone. No, I'm not. But oh um, gosh. I feel like we'll just see as time goes on. Okay. You know, like we've... We've always wanted like four-ish, but like I'm like, if we have another one, well, I have to be on Clomid. What if you had well, triplets again? Is yeah. that like a thing? Yes. It, you have a higher chance of having triplets if you already had them. I mean, so, you would know what to do, but like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I, and honestly, people would call me crazy, but I would have triplets again if they weren't in the NICU. Thank you for that one. Mm-hmm. No, that is a very emotionally and physically draining process. Yes. And it's scary for them too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. My, my heart's like beating. Okay. She's not pregnant. You guys. I'm not pregnant. Not you guys pregnant. No. <laughs> but there, you have thought about maybe having another one. We've but- thought about it. We've gone back and forth, but like a lot of people, I don't know why. One of the first things people ask me, especially when we're out in public, it's like, are you going to have another kid? I'm like, 
Do you uh, see my life? I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, ask me it's like three, crazy. four years. Yeah, I'm maybe? like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> no, because and they're at like that busy phase too, where it's like they're they're starting to get their crazy personalities and wanting to run yes. around and do things. But you posted that they were like playing together, and that's yes. fun to see them play. Oh my like, gosh. It's the best. Like I have, like I have looked forward to them interacting and playing together more than anything. Oh, I bet it's the best. I bet. Um, you got your boobs done. Let's yes. talk about that. <laughs> okay, because I'm so curious how that recovery's been with triplets that are under two. Uh huh. So you go, you went to Doctor Watterson, right? Yes. I had a consultation with him. You did. When I wasn't very serious about it, I was mm-hmm. just like, I want to like see what it is. And he's the sweetest guy. He is the sweetest human I've ever met. And did you love your experience? Loved it. So how far, how like postpartum are you? Not postpartum, post-op. Because you got it done so a couple I months ago. Am, I had surgery, I think it was like December, beginning of December. Okay. So, so it's fairly recent. Yeah. So, but past the like, the time where I like can't lift, can't yeah, do any of that yeah. stuff. So and you've got a lift and implants? Yes. So I had a major lift on. <laughs> major. Keyword major. Major lift. Major um, lift. Because I was pumping out those 30 yeah. ounces of milk all the time. And so my boobs were constantly being inflated and deflated. Like literally a balloon. Yeah. Not kidding. Like. No, <laughs> like I believe I have it. The, I, I just, believe it. I've shown people like pictures of the befores and like i've i've told them before like these are bad like these are really bad i want to see these pictures i'll show you mine if you show me yours like i will literally show you josie i I don't care no because i've got i got a reduction in the lift and i'll show people mine was my nipples oh my My nipples were literally the size of this i'm not even kidding they were huge they were huge yeah they i literally have a picture right here i'm not even kidding i'm like no the cameras the the cameras won't see it okay these (laughs) this is your before this is my before Okay. You can laugh. I, oh, I do not laugh. care. I it's hilarious, actually. Because I, I, understand, I feel your pain. Okay, I was expecting much worse, though, but that no. is a flat pancake. That is a flat pancake. That is. That is a flat pancake. But your nipples are cute, and you have a six-pack. Can we talk but- about that? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah <laughs> excuse me you have triplets what so, yeah I <laughs> I got the boobs done because obviously yeah those are some flat pancakes there's some really flat flatties yeah Yeah. um and I we were I had always kind of like had in my mind I was like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get my boobs done because I'm like my mom got the boobs on like everyone's gotten the boobs done yes and my mom was a flat pancake once she had all of her kids but I'm like maybe like down the road but like after having my breast milk like go completely away I was like, Mitchell, like, I am so self-conscious. I can't wear a swimsuit. Yeah. I can't wear a workout top. I, and I would talk about it all the time. I was like, I feel so gross about myself. How, when did you stop pumping? At 14 months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Exclusively pumping. Like I You're tried incredible. breastfeeding them every now and then, but they just couldn't get it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I... That um, is a long time. Yeah. Honestly, I think pumping is harder than breastfeeding. It's rough. It's so time consuming and it doesn't get the feeding part done. Yeah. So it's not like you, when you're breastfeeding, it's like, okay, that I fed them. So now I'm done. It's like, no, you yeah. pump. Now you need to go feed them with yes. what you pumped. And then yes. you need to clean the pump parts. Like that's so it's, annoying. It's a full time. What was your go-to pump? Do you have a favorite pump? I used did, Spectra. Okay. Did they ever sponsor you? Because <laughs> no. if they did it, they were missing out. <laughs> They were missing I should out. have reached out. No, to them. why didn't you? I definitely should have. But I'm yeah. shocked. You should still try. I like, should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's crazy. So, but I'm like really grateful. Like anyone thinking about it, seriously, the best thing ever. One thousand percent. Big confidence booster. Like so many pros. Like the only con I would say is like my husband can't keep his hands off me, which is like, (laughs) like, please just you know chill a little bit. What size did you get? So I got it was three twenty five cc's, but it was the no, not moderate. Yeah, I think it was moderate. Not the like high profile, but yeah. the like middle one. Yeah. So kind of perky, kind of natural looking. And I will say I was lopsided for a bit because my one side dropped and this side didn't. Didn't drop yet. And I was like stressing. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> and then finally like it came down. <laughs> but yeah, it was like really high up in my collarbones at first. And then over, I didn't know that over time it like it looks naturally better. Drops. Yeah. 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 So you're loving them. Loving them. Loving them. And what was that recovery like? It was actually a lot better than I thought. Really? Like, it, I mean, it wasn't very painful. I mean, the first week I was like, I'm kind of groggy. Can't really do too much. Yeah. But I did it at, at this point. Like, people are like, wait, you did it with the triplets so young? Like, you have triplets and you're doing a boob job and you can't, like, really lift them? I'm like, but they are so independent right now that they don't want me to hold them. Right. Like, they just want to do their own thing. They want to go up and down the stairs by themselves. The literally only thing that I couldn't do was lift them in and out of their high chair and in and out of their cribs. Which my husband works from home. So it's like, hey, can you hear me do this real fast? Yeah. Well, and how amazing it was for your mental health to have new boobies. Like yes. that outweighed any cons. Like yes, let's be real. Sure. Like it's true. A boob job, whether it's a reduction, a lift, implants, mm-hmm. it does wonders for your mental health. Like, oh, yes. If that's something you struggle with. Yes. And um, I, I always get like scared with like breast implant illness I feel like I'm gonna be like the one person that gets it that's mm-hmm. why I didn't get implants but I want implants yeah so I'm going to get implants yes. they just couldn't <laughs> do it all in the same surgery because I also needed a major lift and reduction but were you ever nervous about that when you went in for no. implants or you were like no. no no I'm like if I need to I'll just take them out facts yeah you know and he told me everything like they tell you all the risks yeah. they tell you all the things and I'm just like yeah, put them in. Outweighs. Outweighs. <laughs> yep. Do it. Get them in right now. Okay, one last question before we take out trash. Okay. If you could go back and tell your freshly pregnant Haley self anything, what would you tell her? Oh, I just that everything's going to be okay. I was so worried, so stressed. And like, if I could go back and tell myself when I was pregnant that everything was going to be okay and like believe it, like, yeah, I think that's what I would say. It'd probably be very like relieving to yes, feel that that everyone's gonna be healthy, everything's yeah. gonna be good, and one day you'll be happy, and the kids will be running around and playing, and it will be okay. I love that, yeah. and it will. I cannot wait to see them as like toddlers, like <laughs> full on five year olds <laughs> at kindergarten, yeah. first day of school with their cute outfits. I know because the girls aren't identical. No, and all of them are polar opposites. Like, really? Yeah, literally polar opposites. Lennon's blonde hair, blue eyed, pale skin. Tommy's dark hair, dark eyed, tan skin. Elliot's right in between. So nuts. And are their personalities similar at all? Or are they so different? Polar opposites. Okay. In every way. That's so fun though. And it's way fun. Isn't that crazy how genetics work? Yes. Like, it's just weird. Well, because my husband's from, like he has his blood just like is from El Salvador. Okay. Um, His dad was white, but like his mom was from El Salvador. And so I was expecting that Latino gene to come yeah. in really strong. Yeah. You know, because that's usually how it is. Yeah. But literally just Tommy is like, looks like him, like color wise. And then the rest are just a big mix. Big mix. But I love it. It's, it's going to be so fun watching them grow up. They're so cute. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. You ready to take out trash? Personal trash is brought to you by Spearmint Love. 
Spearmint Love is an online baby and kids store with everything you could think of between footies, rompers, knit hats, pacifiers, graphic tees, bows, toys, literally every baby essential. It's my go-to website for ordering cute matching outfits though for my kiddos because they have the funnest prints ever. But they also have classic basics like their best-selling organic waffle collection that is so cozy and so functional. They really do have what you want and what you need, honestly. They sent me some matching neutral checkered PJs for my kids, and I was obsessed because checkered is everything. And then they also sent me some golf-themed jammies for Brooks. Like, that is a want and a need. They're so freaking cute. Whatever your style is, they have it. And if you guys are looking to get some cute Valentine's outfits, Christmas outfits, anything holiday-themed, Spearmint Love is the place to go. And they are giving Trashers an exclusive discount that I'm only going to offer for podcast listeners. And that is weekly trash for 25% off site wide. Again, this is only for podcast listeners. I'm not sharing this with anyone else on any other platform. So head on over to spearmintlove.com and browse the over hundreds of brands that they have on site. All different price ranges and added bonus, they have extremely fast shipping. So again, spearmintlove.com, use code weeklytrash for 25% off. And thank you, Spearmint Love, for sponsoring today's episode. Yes. Okay, what happened this week? What current struggles, obsessions, things have you consumed this week? Mm. Um, I recently started tracking macros. Oh yes. With macro yes. habits, right? Yes. And it's going great. I love it. What's your split? Do you want to um, share your split? So I'm at, so I'm doing the reverse program. Okay. So at first I was like at 1600 calories and like working my way up still. Yeah. Um, but my protein's pretty high right now. I'm at like 155 oh, yeah. on the protein yeah. and then fats are pretty low. So I am also training, um, with my friend Audrey. Are, are you doing like a triathlon? No, I just, I, I don't know why this year I'm like, I'm getting healthy. I, I've got new boobs. I am in my health girl <laughs> era. Go. Like, let's go. I, I love health. I love wellness. Yeah. I love the gym. I love working out. And so I was just like, I just want to like take this to a next level yeah. and just get into shape. So what I'm you, loving it. Are you going to like sign up for a marathon or something? <laughs> I, I did um, a marathon already. <laughs> I already I did, did it. I didn't mean it to like that. But when did you do a marathon? <laughs> um, I did before it before babies? we got pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Before but babies. That was just That's... kind of like a one and done. I'm not doing that again. Oh, really? Because <laughs> no. I feel like people who do marathons are like become obsessed. No. No. I'm not obsessed. You were like, <laughs> not I me. pooped myself. I don't want to do yeah. that. If I ran a marathon, I'd poop myself. Because when I run half marathons, yeah. I poop myself. <laughs> so that's why my times can never get faster because I have to run to the freaking potty to yeah. shit myself. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I am just like, I was so, like, I hurt so bad the next day. And I was like, I just never, never want to do this again. again. So, I, so triathlon, maybe? No. <laughs> I, I just like, I, I just like weights. Like okay. I just like doing gym. Are you going to be a CrossFit? Like no, compete just CrossFit maybe? Uh-uh. I, I'm not into the com- competitions. I'm just like into being fit and healthy. Love it. Yeah. Love so it. So okay. I just am working out this year and like maybe I'll share some of the health yeah. stuff I'm doing. But yeah, yeah I just love it. that before photo of your boobs, like you're ripped. <laughs> like cool. Same. You're same so same. nice. Same same. You're so nice. Um, okay. I'll share some trash, then you can share some more trash. Okay. Um, I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow, and my kid's throwing up. And oh. to change our flights, it was $2,100. So 
we're going to be taking barf bags on the flight oh and gosh. hope that she feels better. <laughs> I'm like, that's so not fair. Why? I, and we got like travel insurance too. Yeah. So I'm like, why is it that I can't change my flight for free? That is understand. so expensive. And you're just going to California. Yes. It's like, nothing it's so crazy. Close. It's literally a two hour flight. If oh my that. gosh. And I'm a little nervous now. I was already like nervous and stressed about flying and like kids and packing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you have three kids, every, when you pack for three children, oh my it's, gosh. it's a full on day job. Like yes. all the laundry that you have to do, all the folding, all the things. I haven't done a single thing, Haley. Oh I haven't gosh. done a single thing and we leave tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so screwed. I am so screwed. Um, and I, of course you want them to have like cute outfits. You have to like plan yes. their outfits. And then I'm like, who knows what I'm wearing? I'm just going to show up looking homeless at Disneyland because I don't matter. It's them. They matter. I do that too, where I like prioritize them. Yes. And then it's like, I go out looking like a hobo. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I just wear, I don't even wear underwear. Like yeah. I'm just like <laughs> totally homeless looking. So it's fine. I'm sure you'll look great. So that's my trash is getting ready for Disneyland with a puking child that I just pray she feels better. And I hope like, it's just like a 24 hour like yeah thing like little bug but it was so weird because I picked her up from daycare or not daycare preschool and they were like oh she just threw up and I'm like I'm sorry what we leave tomorrow morning for Disneyland yeah oh and I thought I thought we got all the sicknesses out because I feel like everyone's had like a cold and a cough and I'm like okay well we've been feeling healthy for three weeks so I thought we were in the clear but I think if you're healthy for three weeks you're due to be sick again yeah that's too long during winter oh yeah for sure winter time yeah no no, if you go, you have to like go to Disneyland a week after you're sick because then you're for sure in the clear. Yeah. But if you're healthy for too long, something will happen. Someone yeah. will get sick. So that's my trash. A hard thing to plan. Like trash. Really is. Yeah. Do you, have you guys gone on any trips with the triplets? No. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, we went to our family cabin, but yeah, that's a trip. it was rough. There was yeah. like five feet of snow and like we have to take snowmobiles to get up there. And so it was like crazy. You have to take snowmobiles to get up there and you had your triplets. Yes. <laughs> but luckily they also, we just got a, um, like a side by side. Okay. And so we were able to get them in that. But like my husband had to like go up in the snowmobile and I took, like I have a video on it on TikTok. You can watch oh, it. Oh my gosh. It's chaos. That is insane. But that's the, after that trip, we were like, never again. <laughs> when <laughs> was that? That was a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's some trash. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Crazy. Okay. What else? What things, what do you do when you're not being a mom? Oh gosh. Um, besides working out and just like being yeah, fit I, I, and tracking I, your macros and being perfect, so Haley. <laughs> besides being so literally a, the epitome of perfect human, I what do you do? I am not perfect. Okay, what do you let's do? see. I love, I love a good self care. I was gonna say, if you say read your scriptures, I'm I'm gonna no, die because I, then you're even more perfect. It's like <laughs> I'm working on that, but I'm not oh the my best. Gosh. I love a good self. I like a bubble bath okay and nice bubble I do bath. like to read and um I just did the series of Court of Thorns and Roses oh, so you like smut a little okay that Haley's might be my weak birdie. side that Haley's might be my weak birdie. side <laughs> no that's a sleigh that's a sleigh you need that that's yeah good. so um yeah I love bubble baths and okay. all the things do you watch television at all not that much I just yeah. don't feel like we have time oh I'm sure no like besides like taking care of the triplets all day cleaning up their mega messes that they make all day long yeah. and then like finally being like oh my gosh like and then I have time editing to your tiktoks and your instagrams yeah. you're like i'm going to bed no time I'm going to bed <laughs> i'm going to bed okay trying to think of other trash from me this week um oh so i talked in solo how i had diabetes oh my i gosh. have type 2 diabetes i got diagnosed no. literally 
craziest thing ever. Oh my gosh. And the other day I took a nap on the couch at my gym daycare. Yeah. And I thought like a couple of people saw. No, the whole gym, like it's like a joke now. Like everyone's like, oh, that's Josie's sleeping chair. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm not embarrassed though, because I deserved that nap. Like that was, yeah, you an did deserve it nap. for sure. I was tired. Okay. But now everyone at the gym is like, oh, that's Josie's chair. That's yeah. Josie's chair. And I'm like, thanks. This oh is my, my chair. So now I have my own napping chair at the gym. So if anybody <laughs> goes to my gym, they'll know that's my chair. Don't sit in it. So yeah, that's, that's your chair. My chair. You should put your name on it. I really should. Yeah, with like it's stickers or something. It's so gross though if you think about all the sweaty people that have oh, sat yeah. on that chair and I was taking a nap on it. You know what? You do you. It's fine. It's fine. So diabetes. Yeah, type oh my gosh, two. I haven't heard that episode yet. Yeah, no. It was like the craziest thing. And I was just on um, La La Land with Lex. She's the owner of Dressed in La La. Uh-huh. I just went on her podcast and we were kind of talking about it and how like there's like a stigma around mm-hmm. type two diabetes where it's like, if you have type two, like you must be so unhealthy and like overweight. And I'm like, I'm a healthy person. I yeah would have never thought, but I've just been so tired, yeah. so miserable. I have felt so off and I knew something was wrong with me, but I uh-huh. couldn't quite figure it out. Now I know. Oh and my I'm gosh. Like, I'm so sorry. Awesome. That's so rough. It's just so, it's like a whole other thing. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I'm like Googling, like my last Google search is like, how do I get rid of type two diabetes? Yeah. Like, Gosh, what do I do there? That's so rough. that's that's been some trash. Um, what else? You hit a million downloads. I hit a million downloads. That, congrats. Thank that's you. amazing. Thank you. I'm Thank so happy you. for you. That was crazy. That was a big. That's a big one. You have um over five hundred thousand followers on Instagram. That's insane. I I no TikTok. No, on Instagram. Don't is you it, have? I think that Instagram is. Oh my gosh, my boobs just popped up. You're like, is that my screensaver? Ah! <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Instagram's 450, but okay, TikTok's still, 500. Okay, still, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Do you ever get like stressed with numbers? Uh, Not really. Like, like, are you like, I need to hit a million? Like, no. No. Uh-uh. I just like, I mean, like I said, like I didn't really take this serious until yeah. like my babies came and like, I, I don't know. I just like, I just focus on like putting out content that my followers love and like try to connect with them. And like, I just, it's just, it's just kind of a number for me. Like sometimes like I just forget. Good. That's good. That's a good way to look at it for sure. Okay. Any other trash you need to take out? Anything from this week before we do trash topic can? I don't think so. Okay. Do you want to grab that trash can? This one? Yeah. You're going to pick our little trash topic can. Trash Topic Can is sponsored by Dreamland Baby. None of my babies have been the best sleepers. With my first baby, Bentley, I tried everything. A friend recommended Dreamland Baby's weighted sleep sack, so out of pure desperation, I ordered it, and I can honestly say out of every sleep sack and swaddle I tried, Dreamland Baby helped give me the most sleep, and that's all I could ask for. So I was so excited when they gave me a code because I have been using that same sleep sack for over three years with all three of my babies, so it's been through the ringer. Between spit-up, blowouts, multiple wash cycles, it is still kick in. Okay. And I'm so excited to add another one to the rotation. I ordered their dream weighted transition swaddle since Banks is no longer in a swaddle anymore, but still likes to feel snuggled a little bit. And he's been loving it. I've been using it for the past three-ish weeks and so far so good. Every time he spits up and I have to put it in the wash and I have to use a different swaddle, I can truly see the difference. It is 
so crazy how the littlest things can make the difference in sleep. And I love it. So if you wanted to try one of the weighted sleep sacks, you can go to dreamlandbabyco.com and use code weekly trash for an exclusive 15% off your order. Let's see. Favorite thing to do when you need a pick me up. Oh, mm. besides a bubble bath and read a book. We'll do two. Okay. Favorite thing to do. Be- Let's see. Let me read this one more time. Favorite thing to do when you need to pick me up. Okay. Mine um, is eat food in my car by myself. That's a good one. That's, that's a my, good one. That's my pick me up for sure. I would say, I mean, read a book, bubble bath. I surprisingly like to cook. Of course, you, of course you do, Haley. Of course <laughs> I, she likes to cook. When I was born, I don't do it as much anymore. I also love to clean. <laughs> I also love to clean. No, I, I, when I, after the triplets, like I haven't loved it as much, but okay. I used to on like my downtime would like, like to learn new things. Yeah. But I always just like to learn things like crafts or cooking or just like okay. random things. So what's your favorite thing to cook? Um, like what's your favorite is it genre I'm not a of baker. Food? Is that a thing? I'm not a baker at all. Okay. Burn everything I put in the okay, oven. Like bake. not good. Um, I like. I just. I'm not picky. Really I really good. love Mexican food. So Mexican food's like Same. my love language. Same. Um, but yeah, mostly just like spa stuff, like yoga or like just those know, little pick me ups. Okay. Yeah, those little. Okay. All right. Let's see if I get. Let's see what I get. Okay. Where would you go on vacation if money wasn't an issue? anywhere in the world probably like the Maldives I would say the same like Bora Bora yeah so beautiful over there like top notch I want to be treated like a princess I want the nicest room Mm -hmm. I want a private jet there I want full-on luxury yes and like blue blue water I want to swim with dolphins yes me too that's like on my bucket list (laughs) you need to plan a trip for yourself we have talked about that you you guys deserve a trip yeah, I think we might be going on a cruise later this year, so we'll see. Please tell me no kids. Like it's just yeah, we want to find someone to watch the triplets. Yeah, I'm like, you need a trip, just you two. <laughs> yeah. Is that hard, having triplets on your marriage? Um, No, I mean, I feel like we definitely had to navigate it a little bit because yeah. it's like we were so busy, and like, honestly, I missed him. Yeah. Like, it was so sad. We just, we spent time together all day in the room, but like, we really weren't spending quality time together. Yeah. And so I feel like we were like, we need to start planning date nights and we've planned date nights and like, it's been getting better, like to spend time together. Yeah. But like, that's been the hardest part I because bet. I do miss him. <laughs> I bet. Like, I just can't imagine like keeping the spark alive when you're just like so tired. Yeah. Especially, but I guess the boob job probably helps. <laughs> like, now you're like, oh, I love this. Because like, I feel like kids, having kids already kind of affects it when it's just like yeah. one kid uh-huh. and like the postpartum phase and just for you, you have three and that's a lot plus all of the oxygen and all of that. Like, yeah, that would be really hard. I feel like. Yeah, it was really hard, but like he honestly is the best husband best father like literally people talk about like me being made for to be a triple mom yeah he was made to be a triplet dad like he is prime time best dad i've ever seen in my entire life like he knows the routine he is on it even when they were little because actually lennon did stay in a couple more days in the nicu okay than the other two and i left him the first day with two two newborns, just five pounds sitting there. And he, he did it. He took care of them all by himself when I went off with Lennon. 
So basically, like, you're both two perfect people He's just that married perfect. each other. <laughs> awesome. I'm not perfect. We, My life is not perfect. We can all aspire to be like Haley and Mitchell you're Hess. So nice. That's fine. We'll just aspire to be you guys. Because truthfully, you guys are rock stars. Oh, you're so nice. Absolute rock stars. Thank you. Okay, before we end, um, one last question. Yes. What goals do you have for yourself this year? Um, well, kind of like the getting in shape, like yeah. that I ha- never had before. That's like one that I just do something for me. Yeah. Like I really feel like it's so good for moms to have that, to do something for themselves, Absolutely. be passionate about something. Um, possibly start a YouTube. I'm surprised so, you don't already. Yeah. I just, I haven't really gotten into it yet, yeah. but like I th- I'm thinking I might be starting it soon. So yeah. What would you, what would be, what would the title be? The Hess family, the Hess triplets. I have no idea. Probably just my name. Yeah. Yeah. Like what it is before. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Make it all about you. Yes. Center of attention. Just kidding. Do it. Do it. Start doing like makeup tutorials. Because that's the thing. I feel like as a mom, you get so into like motherhood, you like forget that like you have talents and things too. Like, yeah, you should promote the crap out of how beautiful you are. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. you. I, I feel like this year, like I've definitely been more like I'm gonna focus on me like obviously being the best mom that I can be but you know I like I deserve a time too and so I'm just like trying to focus on myself healing myself after the craziest years couple years that we've had and just like trying to be the best that I can be I love it I love it well thank you so much for coming on weekly trash thank you for so much fun um everybody have the greatest weekend Pray for me in Disneyland <laughs> that there's no vomit. And where can everybody follow you? So I'm on TikTok and Instagram. What's the Instagram? Are they the same handles? Yes. Hey okay. underscore Hess. That's what I thought. I just wanted yep. to make sure they were both the same. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> you guys. I love you all. Go leave me a five-star review telling me you love me because I love you. And don't forget to take out your trash. Bye. Thank you. Bye.